Welcome to another Sunday experience at Resurgent Church. Each time we gather, whether it be online or in person at Resurgent, our mission is to see hearts revived, relationships restored, culture reformed, and nations reawakened. Today, as you listen, it's our prayer that something within you comes alive to the things of God, whether it be His great love for you or the good things He has planned for your future. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon. Well, hey, church, welcome to the second week of the year in our new series, Taking New Ground. The banner for our year for 2022 is to take new ground. I'm believing so much this year that we're going to have not just returned what the enemy took over the last almost two years, but to be increased and multiplied and so much more of what God is going to do in and through our lives. The year to take new ground. I'm believing for that this year. I'm believing for new businesses to start. I'm believing for people to buy new houses, dreams that they never thought was possible. We're going to believe for miracles in 2022. New ground with new maybe church planting, all of the things God's called us corporately and individually, a new building potentially for our church. Lots of dreams and lots of miracles. I'm believing for it and I hope you are as well. This is a year of great opportunity, taking new ground, and I just believe God is going to do something powerful, and I pray that you have faith to stand with us and believe with us for all of the opportunities that God has as we continue to walk in hope and optimism of the things of God. I want to speak today on our second week on taking new ground, on how to begin taking the ground given to us, how to begin taking ground that God has given to us. And we're going to be going to the book of Joshua to talk and and really be the anchor scriptures for this as we then uh, relate through this scripture what God can speak to us about as we step out with new ground in 2022. So why don't we go to Joshua 1, 5 to 9. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set foot on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon east uh, to the great river, the Euphrates River, or the Hittite country, and then west to the great sea. It's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give to their ancestors. Give everything you have. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. And I'm really asking that from you in 2022 to give God, give life, give what's around you, everything you have, heart and soul, to believe for the promises of God this year. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation out of your mind and out of your mouth. Ponder and and meditate on it day and night. Make sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. You'll get to where you're going, and then you'll succeed. 
Haven't I commanded you? It says strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't be full of fear. Don't get discouraged. God is your God and he's with you every step you take. Oh, there it is. Sting song again. Joshua, if you heard one of my messages at Christmas, Joshua is a story of conquest and fulfillment for the people of God. After many years of slavery in Egypt and 40 years in the desert, the Israelites Israelites were finally allowed to enter the land promised to their fathers. Abraham, always a migrant, never possessed the country to which he was sent, but he left it to his children, the legacy of God's covenant that made them the eventual heirs of all of Canaan. Joshua was destined to turn that promise into a reality. I believe God's destined for every single one of us to turn what's been promised on our life into a reality for the kingdom of God. Where Deuteronomy ends The book of Joshua begins. The tribes of Israel are still camped on the east side of the Jordan River. The narrative opens with God's command to move forward and pass through the river on dry land. Then it relates the series of victories in central, southern, and northern Canaan that gave the Israelites control of all the hill country and the Negev. It continues with a description of the tribal allotments and ends with Joshua's final addresses to the people. The theme of the book, therefore, is the establishment of God's people Israel in the Lord's land, the land that he had promised to give them as their place of rest on the earth. The role of the central human actor in the events narrated here is reinforced by the name that he bears. Earlier in his life, Joshua was called Hoshia, which uh, from Numbers 13, 8 and 16, Hoshia, Hoshia, depending on if you're Australian or Canadian, depends on how you say it. But meeting salvation. But later Moses changed his name to Joshua, which means the Lord saves or the Lord gives victory. Imagine that if that's what your name meant. Hey, uh, you're meeting someone for the first time. Hey, um, I'm the Lord saves. Oh, uh, I'm a... I am the, uh, what is it? The Lord gives victory. Imagine when he was a single guy and he goes up to the, the single girl that he likes. Hey, yeah, you probably want to get to know me because uh, I'm the, the one that the Lord gives victory. It's going to be good if you get to know me pretty well. I mean, that was his name. Do you know that you've been given the name of Jesus inside of you? That We have the Redeemer inside of us. And no matter what your name means, I mean, I have a friend called Phil. It means a lover of horses. It means nothing. But when you're a a redeemed, full of the Holy Ghost, Phil, all of a sudden it brings on a whole new dynamic. It's not just the names that we were named with by our parents. It's the name of Jesus that we carry, that when we go places, wherever we are, and the authority that he's given every single one of us, that name makes a way even greater than Joshua's. But Joshua was like a precursor in a lot of ways to then Christ coming in this way as he opened up the promised land that went from a physical place to a spiritual place for every single one of us. When this same name, the Greek form of which is Jesus, was given to Mary's firstborn son, it identified him as the servant of God who would complete what God did for Israel in a preliminary way through the first Joshua, namely overcome all powers of evil in the world and bring God's people into their eternal rest. So it wasn't just a physical place anymore. 
it was that we could walk in the rest of God, the grace of God, no matter where we are, whether we're in Israel, Canada, Australia, Asia, or Antarctica, we can carry the rest of God because now of new covenant, uh, new covenant believers having Jesus Christ in our life, he is our rest, but he's also created an eternal rest for us that is a promise with heaven for every single one of us. But I love this. The Lord saves. The Lord gives victory. I want to remind you, even as I go into this message, that the Lord saves and the Lord gives victory. In 2022, as you're taking new ground, remember he saves and he gives victory. That's what you carry inside of you. That's who you serve. That's who you've uh, given authority over your life to go with the Holy Spirit ahead of you to be able to create victory and miracles for 2022. So today I want to talk, sorry, today I want to look at what this means for us in 2022. So my first thought is this, as we're looking about taking new ground, how do we do that? We got to step out. You got to step out. You can't just stay at home all the time and expect great things to happen. If you want to meet Mr. Right or Miss Right, you can't just expect them to come knocking on your door and be like, hello, I'm here. No, you've got to get out and about. You've got to get to church. You've got to get to young adults ministry. You've got to get to youth ministry. Uh, you've got to be around people that you, uh, that has sort of what you're carrying, people that are going to carry same values and vision and, and all of that to actually be in a position to meet somebody. Same as if you want a job, you don't just stay at home waiting for it to come to you. You got to get out there. You got to go and sign up for things. You got to put your CV in. You got to believe and pray and trust God for divine opportunities and decisions that could change your future. If you have a business and you're believing for big contracts, you can't just sort of wait for it to happen. You got to be making phone calls, telling people this is why they should take your business. It's, it's what's in you that you carry. You have victory in Jesus Christ, but we've got to get out there and we've got to show the world that we have it. And that's why we've got to step out. We've got to step out. Faith is all about stepping out. What do you need to step out and circle in this new season? When I'm, when Vanessa and I have had the privilege of you know, over a year or so ago selling our home, we're renting at the moment, and uh, we had just this God opportunity, right place, right time, to buy land and to build. It's been the longest build. It'll end up being about a 13-month build uh, to do this. But as it was all working in the finance and we're stretched and we're just trusting God and believing God of this miracle for our family and for our life as we've been diligent and stewarded the resources that he's given us and done a lot of other things in the past to help us to get here financially, is I just started circling the property. I'd get out there and I'd just start praying around the property. When it came to then it all going through and the finance coming in and it was ours, then I started praying for the house and believing God for things to happen. And even though it's taken a long time, things are happening, things are moving forward. You've got to circle sometimes your destiny. You've got to circle sometimes what you're believing for. Now, guys, just quickly, or girls as well, never circle a person. That's just weird. That's called stalking. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Just to, you got to circle things that you're believing God for. You got to, if you're believing for 
I don't know what else it could be. It could be a house. It could be a car. It could be whatever it is. Health. Whatever. Like I used to pray over things that I believe God to to, uh, to shut down. I remember this particular business that was hurting young people. And I used to go and circle it all the time. I would circle it. And like Jericho, I'd believe God for something supernatural to happen. And guess what? It happened. That business all of a sudden just went bust and went down. And all of a sudden, what it was doing wasn't hurting people as much anymore. You got to circle. You got to have vision. You got to believe God of what he's calling you to do. What's your vision board? What are the pictures on your vision board that you're looking at that you'll think that you're believing God? I can't believe for that. I'm believing for that. Yes, God, I'm praying over that. I never want to be that person. And we all have people like this around us. And unfortunately, it exists in the body of Christ where people look at what you've got, want what you've got, but aren't prepared to pay the price of what got you there. So they'll envy the new car or the house or the opportunity in life, the travel, what you've worked for, the contracts you're getting for your business, but they're not prepared to trust God, to pray, to step out and to believe for themselves for it to happen. I never want to be one of those people. Where's your vision board that you're believing God with and trusting? What gates are shut that need to be opened? Joshua 6 verse 1 said, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho. The Lord is saying to you, I've given you this. It's king and all its strong warriors. So no matter how fearful they may look and, and big they may look, God's given you the power to overcome. You and your mighty men should march around the town once a day for six days, seven priests will walk around ahead with the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest, give one long blast on the ram's horns. Have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. I mean, this sounds really good when you're reading it, but can you imagine trusting that? And then going to the people as the leader and going, hey, this is the plan. We're going to walk around the, around the walls. We probably could get shot at and everything. And uh, this is what we're going to do. And then on the seventh, we're going to shout, and then the walls are going to fall down. I mean, you would think the person's crazy. Thankfully, Joshua had a God word. Joshua had um, people trusted his leadership, and they went along with him. But he had to step out. He had to step out to God, and he had to step out in front of others. Such a great partnership here that I love between uh, warriors and priests. It's, uh, here, uh, here's the thing. God will often give an unusual strategy for taking new ground and kingdom advancement. So I want to ask you, what's your Jericho? What areas of your life feel shut that need to be circled? Joshua 6 verse 6 says, so Joshua called together the priests and said, take up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. And then he gave orders to the people, march around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the Ark of the Lord. And that's what I love about that partnership, the priests and the warriors, people together having their own roles in this vision and in this strategy, but not going, well, I want to do this or I should go first or I should go last or I should be on the side or I should be. No, no, no. They just fell in rank. There was a unity to this strategy, and they moved forward. Such a great partnership. There is trust here that we're all in this together. There was trust for the leaders, and there was trust for each other. We are here 
See, as leaders, we're here for your kingdom territory. Like a personal trainer who pushes you harder at times to to achieve greater. That's what your pastors are for. That's why you gotta pray for us, but also trust that our agenda is that we're trying to help you, encourage you and push you to take more ground for the kingdom of God for your life, for the corporate, but also for the individual. We are both uh, now on this team together. We are kings and priests, and this is an invitation to stand in your God-given position of authority in this year ahead. You are a carrier of his covenant, his presence, his provision, and his power. Remember, we are prophets, priests, and kings. We carry it all in us. We have different roles day to day, but we carry that within us, and we carry his presence, his provision, and his power. Revelation 1 verse 6 says, Now to the one who constantly loves us and has loosed us from our sins by his own blood, and to the one who has appointed us as a kingdom of priests or kings and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion through the eternity of eternities. Amen. It's us together. You got to step out. Friend, you're never going to receive the promises of God and new territory if you don't step out. This is the year to step out. But you can't just step out. You got to shout out. You got to shout out. You got to use your voice. You got to find your voice if you haven't found it yet. What do you need to silence and what do you need to shout about? Joshua 6, verse 8 the seven priests with the rams started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the ark of the Lord covenant followed them. Do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, but then shout. They followed his pattern for six days. I'm not sure about you, but I would be bored. (laughs) But they chose unity over self-preservation and over self-agenda. Verse 15, on the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they'd done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. And the seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast of their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout! For the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected our spies. Here's the thing. God has people positioned on the inside of your miracle. God has people positioned. They may not even be believers yet, but people who are kind to the kingdom, who have seen what we carry and have seen our posture. They'll open the door to the kingdom. Joshua 8 verse 18, do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or for yourselves will be completely destroyed and you'll bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. You see, when you begin to acquire victory, this is for your freedom. God will ask you to throw off all that should still hinder. These things that God wants to break in your life, patterns, thinking, behaviors that have been destructive. When you enter into something new, and when you take new ground, you've got to leave the old behind. When Vanessa and I moved from Australia with two luggage bags each per person, we couldn't take everything and thank God we didn't because there was too much that was a part of our old life, our past life. It was a blessing when it was there. It was great 
in those seasons and times, but God's called us to new. God's called us to more. God's called us to new adventures. And those genes from 10 years ago weren't going to be the best genes for now or the next season. Those boots that I had definitely weren't going to work in a Montreal, like February winter. I needed to get new boots. I needed to get new clothes. I needed new for the new. I had to leave certain patterns, culture, learning culture here, language, so much that, I had to, that we had to step up and move into and on. We had to leave a whole bunch of stuff behind. What I found in the body of Christ is everyone wants the new with the old, but you've got to separate it, friend. Just like what you did in the past that wasn't great, the Bible says stays in the past. It was the old you, it's not the new you. You're a new person now. You've been forgiven, you've been set free, you've, uh, you've had confidence and boldness and joy and leadership and growth in your life. You're a different person than you were even a year ago, six months ago, if you've been growing in Jesus. You gotta leave that stuff behind and step into the new. I love that. Hebrews 12 says, verse two, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We gotta keep fixing our eyes on Jesus as we take on the new. The second thing I noticed in the shout and taking of this new ground was that there was an honor of the Lord. I really believe that you're going to see great victory, breakthrough, provision, but let's be people who are honoring of where it came from. It takes finance to build anything in life. Let's just remember, whether it be the church, which is God's heart for humanity, whether it be your new home, whatever God's doing in your life, let's never forget where it came from, who empowered us to get there and remember to honor God in and through it all. Joshua 6 verse 20 said, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. They completely destroyed everything in it with their swords, men, women, young, old, cattle, sheep, goats, and donkeys. Um, obviously that needs a lot of explanation, which I don't have time for. But God, what God was saying is, this is a new day. We're, make, we're giving this a brand new slate. This is yours. You gotta step out. You got to shout out. You got to speak up. But also, you got to seek out. You got to seek out. Joshua 6, verse 22. Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out, along with all of her family. The men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all other relatives who were with her. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. Here's the other thing is when you're in it with God, the whole, everyone around you gets the blessing as well. Then the Israelites burned the town and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, and her relatives who were with her in the house. Before she had hidden the spies, Joshua sent to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. And here's the thing that I don't think she was ever from that day called Rahab the Israelite. I think she was probably called Rahab, God's friend. Rahab, part of the deliverance of Israel. And she's actually in the lineage of Christ, if you want to look it up, which is pretty cool. Let's be people who have eyes wide open to those who are close to salvation, those that are kind to the kingdom. Why don't you write down 10 people that you know about who haven't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior yet? 
and believe this year for their hearts to be the new ground that God is promising in your life. I know in our community where we are, we're constantly just believing God to be the salt and light of our community, a part of helping let people see Jesus in us as we build a relationship with them. I'm believing for people to encounter Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus has changed my life. I want him to change as many lives as possibly human. So like St. Francis of Assisi says, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. And so for our community, Vanessa and I, we just believe to be the salt and the light of where we can to have the posture of Jesus with our friendships. And then we've found after quite a few years now, people are asking more questions about faith, about church, about what we do. It's like we had to earn trust before they would then and see Jesus in us lived out in imperfection, can I just say, but with the posture of grace and forgiveness and that we are not the perfect people that um, sometimes people that don't know Jesus thinks we're trying to be and to realize that, hey, we're just normal people, but we have something that they don't have. And then that causes faith conversations. Why don't you write those 10 people down after this? Believe God this year for them to find Jesus for them to search out salvation. That is, they're searching out, you're seeking them out with the gospel. Go after it this year. In the new ground, let's look for the lost. Matthew 9 verse 37 says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Send more workers into his field. I believe the enemy has had a heyday over this last two years of trying to steal our voice, take our faith, and for us to stop seeking the Lord. And that's us as believers, and then the seeds that maybe were sown pre-COVID with the unbelievers, people that haven't said yes to Jesus yet. But the thing about God is this, he always has a strategy. And even though that city looked big and grand, Seven times God had a strategy before the walls came down. He has a strategy for mankind still as he always has. But you know, we're part of that strategy, reaching people for Jesus Christ with the gospel of grace, with the gospel of freedom that comes from Jesus. Can I encourage you this next year in 2022, let's seek out the lost like never before. As we choose to step out, as we choose to shout out, and as we choose to seek out the lost, let's believe as we serve him and his house, like the Bible says, he looks after ours. Let's shout out belief for the things of God. Let's step out in faith of all the things that God has, even though it can be fearful at times of what he has asked us to do. But even greater than the first two, let's seek out the lost and share the gospel of grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we take new ground personally for the kingdom in 2022. Let's, let's not lose heart. Let's not forget the bigger picture. Let's be reminded if God is with us, he is for us. And the great days are ahead for every single one of us. In Jesus' name, let's take new ground. Amen.
Friend, it's such an honor to have you engage with our teaching here at Resurgent. This is Vanessa Hoyes and my husband Andrew and I are so honored to communicate the gospel of grace with each of you as you listen, lean in, take what the Lord is saying to you and apply it to your life. If you are curious about what it means to follow Jesus Christ or today something in your spirit leapt around this gospel, this good news of hope and faith that you can have in Jesus Christ. Today you are so welcome to invite Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Saviour. And you can repeat this prayer even wherever you are, on your walk, in your car, in your room, wherever you are, you can call on the name of Jesus and you can find this gift of salvation. I would be honoured to lead you in this prayer today. Why don't we pray together, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me, for dying on the cross for my freedom. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. And today I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, what an incredible moment, not just for this lifetime here on earth, but for all of eternity, you would call on the name of Jesus and one lost person would come home into this saving relationship with Him. We celebrate today with you. Why don't you email us and let us know that you made this decision so we can help you take your next step or tell a friend that you know is a follower of Jesus. And for those who are listening in today and are part of Resurgent Church or would love to sow into this mission that we have here at Resurgent right here in Montreal to see hearts revived and relationships restored and culture reformed and neighborhoods and nations reawakened. That's happening right here in our city and even where you are carrying this gospel of grace wherever God has called you. If you would love to give into this ministry online over at resurgent.church, there's opportunities and ways to give. And we would just want to thank you and bless you one more time for your seed and your investment into the soil of this province here in Canada as we serve the people that we love in this city and beyond. We thank you, friends, for your generosity. Why don't you go today in the name of Jesus Christ? commissioned by his power with the love of the father at the core of who you are today as you go on your way we love you we thank you